So evening dedications. Why do you do that? <clears throat> Quite voluntarily, there's been no instructions or, you know, to do that. So what is it that makes that something so, so natural and spontaneous that you, you know, overcome whatever self-consciousness may be there to actually write it down, your name on it, and put it right up here. What gives you the authority to do that? Hmm? Where does that come from? Hmm? You know, we begin to recognize, you know, when you really touch into what's very important, you know, you move you move forward with courage and faith and you... Hmm? You're not doubting, you're not feeling, oh, I don't want to disturb anybody by asking for dedication, is it right, is it proper? <laughs> I don't want to take up your valuable time. <laughs> In all that, you know, where's your strength? And you see how much strength there is in us in the quality of, uh, of compassion, the great heart, you know. I don't think anybody's really expecting that you're going to bring their mothers back from death by doing this, you know. But just to, the importance to to bring forth one's great heart and how other people help us to do that. Now often we've kind of commented and sometimes humorously, I hope, to sort of try to normalize and defang the beast <laughs> how we can irritate each other or we can re- experience other people's irritations you know and that's true also isn't it yeah what makes it that way what makes other people irritations to us disappointments to us fears to us what makes people that way how do we experience it like that how limited we feel within that experience when that experience happens how limited we feel how small we feel how unsafe we feel into everything, energy's heart drains in that experience, doesn't it? So what are people? Are they irritations? People who challenge me, people who annoy me, people who get in my way, people who disturb me, people who don't do what I tell them to do. <laughs> so, yeah, is that true? Now, you know, as we recognize in this, uh, as I said many times, relationship is important. And notice this is an afflictive relationship, isn't it? It's a relationship that brings us into a very uh, limited, you know, depleted state of being. Now, 
and no matter what we do within that, I tell you, whatever you do within that, you still won't get out of that state. Mm. I'm feeling annoyed by it. One person, this person, that group, you know, I mean, and really normalize this. There's nothing criminal about it. It's just that that's the, that's what can occur. And you can always back it up. There's very good reasons why that can occur. And it, you know, we can be this to each other, deliberately and undeliberately, consciously and unconsciously. Now then what, what resets the relationship? We remember death. We remember all, we're all dying. You don't have to be that old to do it, I tell you. <laughs> you're totally kitted for it as soon as you're born. <laughs> Some people don't make it out of the womb. You know, when I'm in the monastery, you you receive all of it. Yeah. So one woman comes to, to see and she's like, uh, baby's died in her womb, hasn't even been born yet. So it's just to go through the whole process of giving birth to a to a dead baby. Heartrending, isn't it? Sometimes we don't even make it here. Some people die pretty soon after they're born. One year, two years, five years, and in the monastery you're receiving this what's called the Deva Dutta, the mess the messenger and it's strange enough called a heavenly messenger heavenly why is it heavenly because when it touches you your heart opens in compassion and suddenly the relationships are reset these annoying irritating that oh they too are subject to, to death pain fear and all of the whole Once you start with death, you start to unravel the script of what must happen to all of us. Not just death, but also being blamed, feeling rejected, not getting it right. Hmm? Being seen with less than loving regard by other beings. You know, not just, you know, any individual can feel they're not liked or respected or all of us can feel I can feel that. Yeah. And it, it, does, it has happened. And, you know, I've really had a pretty nice time, actually. In general, I can't complain. But, so, you know, the, so what resets? It's so, so, you know, strange enough, the reset may weigh very well cultivate kind regard to each and every one of us that's metta what resets it is remembering death you know resets many things actually and compassion is one of them so then we from that position we start to sense others as in that same predicament and along with all the other predicaments of dukkha 
I too am not bound, I am not too separated from Dukkha. Mm. She is not separated from it. He is not separated from it. They are not separated from it. They too will experience this or have experienced this, a loss of those they love. Mm. The being blamed or criticized or hurt or abused. They too have experienced this, will experience this. They have not gone beyond this. When you see it like that, it resets, doesn't it? And then when we when we make that, those dedications are like the indication of how absolutely necessary it is to for us to be able to find a way to express our compassion. And it's not just for the other person, though that's certainly the aim, but in your compassion you become grand, big, large, rich, fruitful, skillful. Suddenly everything starts to click. It's not panic. It's not even trying to make things better. There's nothing we will do that will bring these people back from death. There's nothing we will do we may delay it, there's nothing we will do that will prevent each other dying. It's not to fix things. It's because things can't be fixed that we experience compassion. And of course we may very well act upon that to to cherish, to nourish, to support, to do what we can. Yeah. But the most important thing is to experience and be able to present one's compassion, whatever it does. Because then we are really finding ourselves in relationship, in a relationship that is really worthy of us and brings forth our, our, our strength, our grandeur, our beauty. And when one is filled with that, there's... There is things that you will do that you would not do from any other basis. Efforts you will make that you will not make for, for, on any, for other reasons, you know, on other accounts. Things you will give up that you would not give up otherwise. You'll give up your time, you'll give up your sleep. <laughs> your precious sleep you'll give it up. Your time you'll give it up, you know for that hmm? and so this is something that's just a very powerful quality for us and you know, when the Buddha is presenting these noble truths what's so noble about suffering anyway it makes us noble if we <coughs> hear it as not just oh it's me who's suffering all the time <laughs> that isn't the first noble truth <laughs> I'm suffering all the time. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a certainly a, 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 a pang that one can <laughs> sympathize with, but it's not a noble truth. <laughs> but there is suffering, is, is the noble truth. Everything, you know, where, you know, well, there is. And then that heart comes into its, into its uh, fullness. How amazing. And the power of that.
recollection of um, of death is very important. It's one of those uh, recollections, and I've mentioned this uh, practice before, but just to return, mm. because it's these these recollections are things that kind of um, fix or like put a, put something in a zip file. They fix things. They they're able to encapsulate practices then you can kind of open them up you know so then often we can hopefully you know have deep experiences in retreat and and maybe come to some very beautiful states in retreat but what and that's we also encouragement to definitely continue with that but recollections are things that help you to what i've asked you to do in your in these group dialogues is please recollect how it's been for you so you can cognize and remember the keys the pieces that that worked for you you'll forget them you you'll you'll easily go out you'll easily get uh flooded by other things so really bring it to mind verbalize it vocalize it to yourself this is recollection it means taking the meaning and putting it in a series of words. This is the the skill of the thought faculty, as you know. And I've tried to emphasise that thinking is a skillful aspect and and guardian and guide to meditation. We do talk about it. <laughs> we think about it. Now we can certainly realize there's so many ragged helter-skelter thoughts that are driven but it's nothing wrong with thinking the problem is what drives the thinking it's like a fire it can burn your house down or it can warm you up so runaway thinking is certainly a problem but don't throw the boby out with the bathwater it's nothing intrinsically wrong with thinking so vitaka vichara recollections point in the mind you know, until you get it, until you, it's not just an abstract thought, so you often this skill is a simple process, a think, the word, the image, it doesn't have to be a word, it can be an image, uh, a piece of experience that you can encapsulate, point your mind and get the feeling for it, what's that about, what's that mean? <clears throat> now this is an example, recollection of death, easy enough term what does that mean now uh you know so we don't want to just spin on it oh no you know it didn't come in you know, or just go into a mood but recollection of it is not just as mine or my sister's or my mother's although you know but also the universal this is mine, this is hers, this is my dear mother, this is everybody's dear mother, everybody's favourite grandfather, everybody's beloved cousin, sometimes it's my son. Mm. But it's everybody. And someday someone will be grieving over you. So when we recollect that, is there any separation? Is there any 
one that you can leave out of that. Try to expand your awareness of that to include everybody, boss, <laughs> you know, these figures of animosity, unreasoning boss, <laughs> pig-headed neighbor who can continually makes that row and so forth. They too experience the loss of the loved. They too. So you recollect that around others. And it just helps you to come out of an unskillful relationship. We're always kind of frustrated and stuck into something with a great heart. You still can be an unreasonable pig of a boss, but when you, you, you kind of see it like that, then at least he's not bothering you when you sit down in the evening on your own. He's not sitting there in your head. You can kill him every night <laughs> if you need to, <laughs> just to reset it. <laughs> think, oh, well, it wasn't so bad after all. <laughs> and then recollect... Particularly when you move around like that, then recollect your own. What does that mean? You don't know it yet, do you? You haven't done it yet. What does it mean? Probably the first thing it means, no future. No future for this being. End of tomorrow. Sometimes it's, it's, it's a blessing, you know, oh right, don't have to get the job done because I'm dying tonight. <laughs> don't have to worry about next week's rent or payments because I'm dying tonight, so it's somebody else's problem. <laughs> that sense of the, the future is gone. Uh, and then, you know, how, what do you want to take with you, look at your mind state, is it really necessary to keep that piece of story going? That person you've got a problem with, couldn't you just say, oh, look, good luck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying tonight, so just get on with it, you know. <laughs> so I keep this thing going, you know. And then recollect, you know, so all of the past, your own past. And isn't it time to say, you know, all the things I never was and didn't do very well and didn't quite work out and no, 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 no. Enough of that. You know, enough of all that. If it's something you really regret, now is the time to give attention to that. And people you feel you may have hurt or disappointed when you use I'm dying tonight as your meditation then oh really forgive ask for forgiveness give a blessing to spend some time with that hmm? so you know this it's is house cleaning keeping your, your place tidy and then recollections what is uh, what's really important now? 
since you're dying tonight? What's really important now? What's important to uh, to to treasure this moment? What's the beauty of your life? Yeah, where's that been? What do you really feel gratitude for having been alive for? Hmm? So if you've, you know, if you lived for 50 years or whatever it was, something like that, and all, yeah, yeah, much it was just, blah, 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 you know, blah, blah. so what? You know, just got along and it was a bit rough. And, uh, there's one piece there, think, oh, it was good to have been alive for that. You know, that, uh, try to find that one. Mm. That person, that moment, perhaps it, not, perhaps it wasn't a person in entirety, but for one time, when it really worked, or we were met each other properly, or something in oneself, you know, that you you did the good deed, you did the skillful thing, just try to bring up your treasure. Because that's, uh, again, this is really important, it's, it's, it's distilling what's important, and just brushing away what can be, is not going to do you any good. So it's really important to die every night. This is like house cleaning. And then if you are, when you do that, then when you've refreshed and cleaned and you found out what really is, has been important, what is important, you know, how you are, how you carry yourself, what you really feel is worthwhile, what you stand for, what's your, where's your dignity, where's the person or the people or whatever it is that really is vital for you you've you've you know you've shaped you've given some shapes not just the kind of blurred mass of experiences you you've distilled and then bearing that in mind okay bearing that in mind if you had one more day You've got a reprieve for one day. <laughs> okay, we won't take you today. Tomorrow you're going to go, but we'll give you one more day. What would you do? What would you want to say? Was there something you'd like to say, express, have felt you've, you've done? You've, you know? So then you prioritize. The most important thing was to say thank you, probably. You know, or like many of these people, most important thing was to say, my mother has died, may she be well. Maybe that was the most important thing to say. So the most important thing is to find out what's the most important thing. Death helps us that with that. Just cut all the stories, all the, yeah, I've heard it, I've heard it, I've heard it. <laughs> What's the most important thing? That may change from day to day or from time to time, but it really does help to to crystallize. And then that the heart and the head have spoken to each other. <coughs> and when they've spoken together, then, you know, we say the king has arrived or the queen has arrived, the, the just leader has arrived when they've spoken together. 
and it's really up to each and every one of us to support the the, the just ruler who's not going to be selling you anything he doesn't want anything out of it but to keep you in correct alignment with your truth that's all they want that's all they want to do it doesn't matter what your truth is as long as it's your truth they want to keep you in alignment with that that's that's the truly grand ruler He's not saying I want you to obey me or be like this for me I just want you to find your truth and align yourself to it and the truth occurs in this when the heart and the head speak to each other. I mean, really speak, it's not just the kind of moaning heart <laughs> or the twittering head or the demanding head or the, you know, frightened heart. It's the, 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 the heart of value and the head of clarity have met each other. And then what you have there is then a message that's really irrefutable. You can't waffle around it. It may not even be something that you personally you'd have thought of or you want to hear, but it's saying this happens to be your truth, you know. You know? But I don't think I can... <laughs> then the personally you kind of get these, well, I don't know if I'm up to that, but you have to follow it. Hmm. So it's pretty much like uh, I was questioning the other day. What? Why did you enter monastic life? Well, that's what it said. I didn't want it to say that, <laughs> particularly. But uh, you know, I remember some is something said. Game's up. Game's up. <laughs> you know? You've had enough. <laughs> mm. This is what it said. To, so I'm just saying it in words now. Because it wasn't entirely in words, and it, it, they're not—they're my words to me. They're not my words to you. I'm not telling you what's your truth or what you should think or believe. But hmm? yeah. because it, it, it may, your one might say something very different. That's fine. My one said, "You've had enough." And so, so even though, you know, I don't think I can't, how long for, I can't do this, how long for, well, I, or maybe a week or two. <laughs> but, uh, there's somebody else I can talk to <laughs> about this, but it just, that's with it, really. And, uh, although, so there you are, you know. And it's it's indeed a blessing to have come to any any of those those 
um, when when there is that voice, that inner voice, not necessarily going to say anything, but it's a feel, felt sense, and it's, it's sort of something. There's a gravity to it. Oh dear, you know, um, it's coming from this this um, you know this inner quality, the the wise ruler. So this is our inner friend. And uh, the Buddha said there's two really um, <coughs> essential uh, resources for, for realization. It's not, you know, mindfulness and wisdom. It's not kindness and compassion, it's not energy and concentration, it's deep attention and spiritual friendship. And they're really mirrors of each other. Uh, Spiritual friendship is the experience in relationship of someone or people or, you know, that helps you, that aligns you to your truth, you know, and that could be something that doesn't believe in your your stories and your your doubts and your worries. Just says, yeah, uh huh, uh huh. But I see this, you know. They help you to align yourself to your to your truth. They they maybe give you specific advice, but they, the one who sees you, in that in the in the light of Dhamma, and we can see each other in, as I said, in a number of ways. As for I like you, dislike you, frightened of you, admire you know all these kind of very more personal levels, or functional, whether you're a great engineer or a good this that or the other, or just you know sharing a dormitory with your noisy person or you snore or something or whatever. But the Kalyanamita sees you in terms of, um, you know, your alignment to truth. It helps you to speak your truth. They don't really want anything out of you. They're not saying, be nice to me. Yeah. Now that's really uh, valuable. And just to bear in mind that this can be a person, it can be a group of people, it can be a person in a specific situation, in some situations. Hmm. So really, although it is, you know, it's often seen as a teacher, but who is a teacher? I mean, at times, I can come into that relationship with you because because you're prepared to be taught <laughs> I'm not a teacher of my brother <laughs> I'm just his, his brother <laughs> it's a very different thing uh, it doesn't count it doesn't mean it's negative but it's not that so in a way you create we co-create you, know, you create me as a teacher you know, I mean, I'm part of that, but it's a co-created thing, isn't it? So it requires a certain sense of, you could say, discipline or restraint. 
you know, we're not going to be kidding around or doing stuff that's blameless but isn't about that. That particular role helps to, to hold that alignment. And what I'm saying is actually, and what I've tried to <clears throat> train myself in some ways, kind of in, even in these dialogue sessions, is, is to just listen and try to mirror, not even to, not to change you, or I, you know, and not to put myself in too much into it. And just, you know, and really for myself, you know, in many, many, much of the, many of these occasions, I'm very moved and truly honored by many of your expressions of, of gratitude. And that really that is just very touching. And, uh, you know, and, but I, I kind of try to keep myself just almost like one dimensional, just the listening. So, but I do also want to want to say that uh, you know how how supportive that sense is of helping to affirm that I, that I can provide that for you, and that your sense of you're getting something there. But I also tell you, as a Kalyanamita whatever you think about yourself, which is probably not always so gracious, I see, in everyone I've seen, I see their strength, I see their honesty, I see their aspiration, I see their pain, I see that. And who they are personally, I don't want to focus on that right now, because that's Kalyanamita's is to see that. Mm-hmm. And through that, perhaps to help you to see yourself. This is the most difficult one. Surely, you know, sometimes it's indeed difficult for us to see each other in that way. We can see each other in other ways, you know, partners, friends, co-workers, don't really know this guy, whatever, but we can see each other in this way, particularly in this situation, retreat situation. Hmm. And then recollecting death, suffering, and the nobility that's brought you here, I use the word specifically, you know, into coming out of, often coming out of stress, certainly, but when you come here, you're coming into, you know, random situations, sharing facilities, so forth, and restraint and discipline, it can be very tough. And yet, you know, you, you've really made that effort, traveled many miles, some of you. So there's that courage and that strong intentionality. And can you remember that in yourself? Can you touch that in yourself? Through the doubts and all that. 
and you recollect that. So this again is another topic of recollection. And, it, and again, it is not a, a simple thing, and it's not a trivial thing. When we say recollection of one's virtues, it's not, oh, I've been a good boy today, da, 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 I did this, I did that, fed the cat, put the milk out, you know, put the milk bottles out, um, help so-and-so, so-and-so, good, good, good. It's No, it's not Sunday school. It's um, touching into... You know, something that at first your mind will go, ah, you know, come off it. <laughs> because it, it's, not, it's not at the personality level. It's a, a deeper level of heart. Right? Uh, what drives you? What really drives you? What would you do out of compassion? That's one way of looking at it. What would you do in a, you know in a life-death situation, which way would it jump? What would you do, you know, just... Watch, so that recollection of your own death and the death of others, again, is helpful to really sieve out the diamonds from the, the rest of the grit. And then you take those little diamonds and then you... It's important that you... you hold them carefully and do that every day you keep aligning yourself to your truth rather than your distress and your confusion you know how much time can we spend just recycling our stress and confusion is that meditation? <laughs> is that it? Uh, the recollection, you know, and what a lot of these practices are about the function of vitaka vicharas, of said is just to, you know, get out of the groove and place it, place it somewhere, somewhere skillful. Body, breathing in, breathing out, you know, or whatever is there is your skill place which is going to give you some ground. And recollection is another one, recollecting your values, your virtues, your words perhaps, your diamonds, your pearls. Another subject, recollections. <coughs> When we recollect uh, the triple gem, you know, this is something that again, uh, first of all, just uh, sort of really summarize it, very, very important recollection, where is your refuge? And what takes you to refuge? The Kalyanamita may, may help you to see that. Can your own deep attention help you to see that? Where is the place where you feel, why is it called refuge, safe? As the other evening, Sajjan Mehta is just taking into that, using that term so many times, carefully, safe, 
protected refuge, you know, you can use metta, you can call it a number of things, you may find that the, the metta avenue is the way to that, to help you remind yourself of that you have real needs for nourishment, protectedness, safety, not function, you don't have to be good <coughs> to take refuge. You don't have to be good to be to be seen compassionately. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to be good to be loved. You don't have to deserve it. You know, so all those things you just take away because they are, they are, they are. Uh, you know, you're getting to the wrong place. You're getting into the judgment place. It's just unconditional. Mm. What does it take you to the place of safety from the whatever? This can be in uh, where does your dhamma arise? Can be just in, you know, in your body, in a quiet place in your heart in the sense of non-aversion, how does, what is that? So you've got something there that acts as your, your place you can go to, metaphorically speaking, where this is where, you know, there's no need to defend anymore, justify, prove I'm good enough, deserve things, <laughs> earn, earn, it, earn it, it's there, it's given, it's a given quality. And so, very important, this is your, this is your Dhamma, and from that Dhamma, the Buddha arises, the knowing, which is clear. Mm. It's very important to just spend some time, and this is a really valuable one, and these other recollections can help take us there. <coughs> And look at it very, also very, very specifically. Like, uh, you know, to to take refuge means I have to have this and not that. You know, I have to find a place where I can close a door. Guaranteed. You know. So somewhere, you know, it could be as, it could be as, as as like like that. You know. As, as as simple and external as that, to just help to to set the process of 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 what it takes to to feel you don't need to be or do anything, and it's it's a given quality refuge. We are given refuge. We take it. We don't earn it. We don't deserve it. You don't have to pay to get in <laughs> anything. That's why the, the teaching is as it is, you know, it's always open, it's, it's a given, to anybody who, who so inclines, mm-hmm. and so we have to also remember that you don't have to be that good, but when you find a place of um, safety, then you, you'll start to f- find within that 
the clarity comes and then yes you you do find that the good becomes starts to manifest you begin to experience it so it's a it's a very fruitful place recollections take you there these are um should be daily cultivations yeah any one um two three but any one even like 10 minutes something you do daily and then you know then you, you it helps you to keep resetting your experience and some of them may of course open out because the quality of these uh, what they reveal is really not self you know I mean it could be subjectively experienced it's really happening for me but it's also it's it's universal and any person who cultivates like this will will come to their refuge, their truth, you know. And so so we touch into a universal place. And one of the certainly one of the beauties of uh, of practicing together, you know, that makes sangha possible, is that you know whatever our differences and our disagreements and dissonances the possibility of touching into universal quality which means it's not you don't claim anything you can rest in it you can open it you don't have to grab it and something changes in that's why we bow into the refuge again you know that quality you you bow into it you don't claim it you release into it into something quite universal that's bigger than yourself bigger than your self-image bigger than your self-limitations bigger than who you think you are and this is the truth of not self awareness is always bigger than any self-image good or bad Thank goodness for that. <laughs> so, as I've been touching into, relationship is all. This means that instead of being yourself, you relate to yourself. And you relate to yourself by looking through all that self experience. And you put one end of it, you put death. <laughs> that helps to line it up, you know. Somewhere there you put awakening. That's another possibility, universal possibility. Between those two, you put those at either end of your self-impressions, who you are. You know, this is really who, who you are or what you're in. Yeah, what you're in, you're in a a place that's got death and awakening. That's what you're in. That's what you're. Everyone's in. So it's universal, and yet it's also subjective. This will happen to you. This is a potential for you. 
So when we sit within that, it, it starts to realign our lives. Beauty of these is they can be fairly. Uh, they don't. They don't necessarily take hours, and uh, you know, or in going on retreats. But they. But uh, this certainly within a retreat situation, these become very potent, because as we as we're on retreat and we're all we're trawling through inevitably, all the processes of our apparent self, our personal experience. This is a really good chance when the, all of the worms are coming out of the cans, as it were, <laughs> to, to put them under that light. Yeah, you've got a really a way of really getting all your laundry out and and putting it just within that, and so you can clear a lot when you, uh, you know, in retreat situations we're often kind of entering a process, opening things up, revealing things, and things come up. And now there's also the requirement to, to, to scan and filter the diamonds out of the, out of the dross. And those recollections within a tree are very potent experiences. To, to, they, 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 they really can help you to, shape and prune and fashion a lot of and drop a lot of old karma a lot of old habit a lot of old misalignments and establish the wise leader the one you can trust in your life